welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. We are sitting here following Championship Sunday, uh, preparing for the Super Bowl. And surprise, the Patriots are in it. Uh, and with with me, uh, Reed, unpaid intern, following uh, his unpaid vacation. Uh, how are you doing, Reed? Um, I'm doing good. I enjoyed Championship Sunday. But the, the start of the weekend was not as good with my flight coming back into into home got delayed and i had to sleep in the airport so well nothing unusual there that's just <laughs> typical flights for uh the pro football jokes crew uh, <laughs> it seems like it <laughs> uh yeah that's uh, just how we uh like to like to fly it's not we, we like to make a little a little exciting when we're traveling uh pep how was uh, how was your weekend it was pretty it was a good time uh, watching exciting championship football. I call all our flights championship football because uh, they're just as exciting. Because they go into overtime and you're there longer. Than you. <laughs> you nailed it, man. All right. Well, since we already started talking about it a little bit, let's get right into the games. I mean, there were two great games. Both went into overtime. Uh, so let's start with the first game, the NFC Championship the Los Angeles Rams traveling to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome uh, to play the New Orleans Saints, where Sean Payton and Drew Brees had never lost a playoff game at home before. Um, but this game turned out a little differently. The Saints got off to a nice 13-0 lead, uh, and then there was a big, big play in the game where uh, Sean McVay called the fake punt uh, to get give the Rams a little bit of a boost. Uh, what do you guys think of the fake punt? Uh, let's start there. Uh, I think it's pretty Rams. I mean, it's aggressive. It's Sean McVay. I was talking all about that last week. Um, you know, sometimes you need to pull a, pull a Saints on the Saints and do a fake punt, and it worked out. Yeah, I didn't think it was too surprising, really, given Hecker's ability and how often they've done it in the past. Yeah, I feel like if you play the Rams, you should just always be playing a fake yeah. just, I mean, <laughs> got to be scared. Johnny Hecker, it's basically just a quarterback going out there. So uh, you got to gotta just leave your defense out on the field, maybe put one guy back to return the punt. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I do. Johnny Hecker, especially, Taysom Hill of punters. <laughs> yeah, especially you know he's going to pull out all the stops in the – NFC Championship game down thirteen to nothing. Even even in his own territory, got to got to be ready for it. Um, but that allowed the the Rams to get back into it. Went down, scored. Um, ended up, you know, getting right back in the game. Saints still still controlled for most of the game. Um, then down down near the end, tie ball game. Saints <laughs> in field goal range, uh, driving down. Just need to run out the clock, kick a field goal. Needed a first down um, and uh, threw a pass uh, to Tommy Lee Lewis on third and 10. Um, and Nikel Roby Coleman broke up that pass. Um, no flag on the play. <laughs> broke um, broke up the pass. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he broke up the pass. Uh, and some people think uh, there may have been some pass interference on the play. Uh, but the refs disagreed. Uh, what did you guys think of the call? 
or not. I mean, the, the biggest like giveaway, besides the fact that he just trucked him helmet to helmet, was that he wasn't celebrating. He like looked around and was trying to find the flag. And then once he couldn't, he was, all the other guys started celebrating with him. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think reeb you could have a field day with this little section of the podcast right here and oh, man refs and this game in general um obviously there was that call and i think troy aikman pointed it out as well if Nikel roby coleman just paid attention to the ball that was an interception um but it was a missed call by the refs but i think the refs both ways missed a lot of calls that game they missed some face masks um, I think a face mask on Jared Goff on the previous drive that um, could have really extended that drive and been a game-ending um, score. But, uh, you know, that wasn't Nikel Roby Coleman's first break of the game. He had a kind of blatant uh, P.I. before that, I, I believe, in beginning of the third quarter. Um, I, there were just missed calls all over the place. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. Just, it wasn't just that play, but that's the one that's going to stick out in everyone's mind. Yeah, you guys say that. I honestly, the, the people point out the face mask on Jared Goff. I didn't think that was a face mask, to be honest. Like in slow motion, it looks like a face mask, but you have to actually grab the face mask for it to be a face mask. He just grazed it, and his yeah. finger kind of slightly got caught if you slow it down that much. But if you watch it in real time, I didn't think that was a face mask. <laughs> but also, um, with the way they're treating quarterbacks now, and the flag that got thrown for <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. I mean, that's that's um, a different story. I wanted but to I ask you guys about um, one other call. It was a no call. Um, and it went in the Rams' favor, actually, on, on that Drew Brees interception. Um, when he got hit, it looked like the arms hit Drew Brees in the face a little bit. Um, did you guys think that could have been a rough in the passer? Mm, I didn't see that it hit his face, but I didn't think he got a deflection, which would mean that P.I. would still be in effect, right? And then it looked like Michael Thomas and the Rams guy kind of got tangled up. I don't know what yeah. the what happens there no it, it it could be pi but i think the rams defender was kind of playing the ball and they michael thomas kind of ran into him there yeah i mean i don't i didn't think it was necessarily pi i just wasn't sure what the rules would dictate there right as because it wasn't tipped there there, there still can be pass interference on the play if it was tipped then there there would be none but uh i agree it wasn't deflected um but going back to the the call of the game, I mean, that was I I, I normally don't criticize the refs, but on uh, I, this, my general rule of thumb is I can't blame the refs at all if I don't think it's obvious in real time. <laughs> if, like after the replay, I'm like I'm like oh that was a flag they should have called that. I, I'm not going to blame the refs for not seeing it if I didn't see it in real time. But that was one where I, was, I saw it and was yeah. like. Uh, well, I texted you guys immediately. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing too. Like, usually you like to make a joke about it, like, "Oh, totally clean." <laughs> like after the replay is shown, but you immediately just said, "Uh." <laughs> I, I sent that before they even showed the replay. I was just like, "What just happened?" Uh, so I mean, I think you can make a call, make a case that this is the worst non-call in NFL history. I mean, with the magnitude of the game and how blatant it was. 
I I don't know how Saints fans are are alive right now with <laughs> the miracle last year, and now this. Well, probably a lot of alcohol contributing. I, I guess <laughs> at least they I live st- in New Orleans to cope with it. Yep. And hey, well, I saw they're, I they're saw one of the on. I saw one of the DBs. I think got arrested for drunk driving. Oh my a couple days ago or something. <laughs> I was like, ooh, sweet. <laughs> I mean, um, the dream still lives on. I guess they're suing the NFL. Apparently. Uh, they are. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see that same fans doing the NFL. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I can't remember what was part of what they're suing them for, like emotional disturbance. And, like, <laughs> I get like I get very invested in football, but if the Redskins were to lose like that, I don't think I would join a lawsuit. No, against, uh, the NFL. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably say I'm taking a break from football, and then once like <laughs> once the preseason started again, I'd be like, all right, never mind. I think you might uh, take a bottle of Fireball and sit silently on the couch. <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> what? Think about life a little bit. And, and then Alex's and mom comes downstairs and is like, hi, guys. <laughs> and I just didn't respond. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, good times. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, what, what do you guys think of the play calling? Uh, I know a lot of people were criticizing Sean Payton. Uh, you know, they had the ball just in field goal range, and he threw it twice there uh, and tried to get a first down. Uh, do you guys think uh, he should have just tried to run down the clock, or were you guys okay with the play calls? Uh, I mean, I, I thought I was fine with it. You got Drew Brees back there. I. I, I don't have an issue with it. Are you thinking you can make some short completions, still get the clock going, and then, blam, out of nowhere, your guy gets tackled. It is a little little questionable, you know. Uh, you gotta you gotta wonder that. It's just I hate how the call overshadowed everything that happened in this game because it was a really good game. Um, yeah, it was. But yeah, I, I think you know. Alex, you bring up a good point with the play calling. Maybe you should have run it once or twice, but nobody's going to be talking about that. They're just going to be talking about the call. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, I mean, it's true. Uh, the call does kind of overshadow stuff, but I've heard a lot of people say, you know, Sean Payton has completely blew that. Sean Brayton and Drew Brees completely blew that at the end. They clearly, how can they throw it? I, I, but I was completely fine with throwing it. I mean, they couldn't, I mean, they would have made the Rams burn two more timeouts. But then they still have yeah. two minutes to keep the field goal. I mean, there's plenty of time. I mean, I, I, I think you got to be aggressive there and go for the first down. And they went a high percentage pass on first down. Drew Brees just threw a bad pass. It's which, crazy also how no fault is really being put on the Saints defense. Like they let – they were had the lead with what, a minute and a half to go? And they yeah. let the Rams march down the field to get a field goal. Well, I mean, Greg Leg hit pretty long field goals in – regulation and overtime i mean they played i thought the Saints defense played extremely well in this game uh, I, I think sorry Alex. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. that was one of the things i was telling you about that i thought was the uh kind of like under you know low-key storyline of the game was the throws drew Brees was missing but the throws jared goff was making and specifically uh on on those last two drives i mean he yeah. was he was lights out to be fair. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, he struggled early, 
early on. And I thought the Saints defense, again, I thought the Saints defense played extremely well. They shut down the run. And it's not like Jared Goff had a great day, but he did make some critical plays down the stretch. And I thought he, I thought he made, I thought he played well. Um, but nobody had a huge game on the, on the Rams offense. Um, and I, I mean, the Rams defense played well too, but I, I felt like it was just kind of a disappointing performance from Drew Brees. And he has really hasn't played well since, you know, November. Um, I mean, he, maybe do you think this is kind of where Drew Brees starts declining? I mean, um, you know, I'm not sure. I, I think, um, I think it's the cast around him a little bit. Um, also, in in line with his his kind of how he's been slowing down. He was on fire the first half of the season, and then kind of went downward a little bit. But um, we've been talking about the cast around him. You've got Michael Thomas, and then your next best guy is Ted Ginn, and then you've got the Tommy Lee Lewises. <laughs> um, just go out there and get a wide receiver in free agency or draft one or two, and. Uh, just get a couple more players on offense. You guys are still right in it. Yeah. Yeah. I do just think that if he loses the deep ball, uh, which he just hasn't been able to hit over the past <clears throat> two months or so, I mean, that's been such a big part of his game. Uh, I just don't know if he'll be the same quarterback after that. I mean, he can still be a good quarterback for sure. Um, but it is, it is concerning if you're a Saints fan. You know, this was – Probably your best chance to get back to the Super Bowl that you're going to have in a while. But who knows? Maybe they'll be right back here next year. Yeah. And I guess the last thing I have to say about this game is Greg the freaking leg. <laughs> to hit a 57-yard field goal to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, th- this solidifies Greg the leg as Greg the leg. Uh, I, yeah. I was like, I was telling everyone around me, I'm like, I'm getting a Greg Zerline jersey. So that <laughs> is freaking awesome. And it's just a bummer that you'll forget about it because you'll always be talking about the call and rightfully so, I guess, but it's shout out to no, Greg I, the leg. Yeah, no, you, it, really we should be celebrating Greg the leg a lot more because I, not only just the fact that he hit it, but the fact that Sean McVay had the confidence to go out there and say, you know, try a 57 yard field goal in overtime when, you know, if he misses that, he gives the ball right back to Drew Brees and midfield. Uh, and he needs to go at what, 20 more yards for a pretty solid field goal attempt i mean it's it's it was pretty incredible kick and he clearly you know he hit it by easily yeah he would have hit that from like 60 or so yards yeah that that was a really cool play to watch and watch all the rams get fired up i mean it's a team we've been praising on this podcast all all season and um you know it was just a great matchup that game yeah Fun, fun back and forth. Um, even if it was a little bit more of a defensive game that we, than we expected. But I, I wasn't too surprised of how that this game, the defense showed up. Um, the offenses have kind of slowed down down the stretch, and I, I think the defenses have, you know, started to get a lot better. Especially the Saints, I, I had a lot more confidence in which I picked the Saints in this game. Um, but the Rams defense showed up too, um, and. They shut down Michael Thomas. Uh, Alvin Kamara was really the only thing on the Saints that could that could get going. I completely um, agree. Yeah. Why don't we move on to the AFC Championship game? Uh, and I think this game might have been even better. Uh, Patriots Chiefs. 
Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, the old quarterback, the greatest of all time versus the MVP of the league. I think we can all safely say that Patrick Mahomes is going to be MVP. Um, and I, we will all enjoy watching him go up on stage and be there at NFL Honors because he will not be playing in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> the Patriots get the ball, get, take the ball first in this game. Uh, Chiefs choose to kick it to them. Uh, go down, right, go right down the field, score, stop. It's Chiefs go three and out on the first possession, and the Patriots get the ball back. Go down the field, right back down the field again. Looks like they're going up fourteen nothing, and then. Tom Brady makes a pretty big mistake. I think that was clearly Tom Brady's worst play of the game. Uh, where he threw an interception in the goal line. And suddenly the Chiefs have life. Uh, but they're still unable to score in the first half. 14-0. Tom Brady gets gets a nice deep touchdown to Philip Dorsett uh, at the end of the half. Go up 14-0. Uh, then the Chiefs offense turned it on in the second half. Um they ran in the, in the second half and overtime. The Chiefs ran thirty-two plays and scored thirty-one points. So that's pretty hey, that good. ain't so bad. And uh, <laughs> Sammy, Sammy Watkins, as expected, was their leading receiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyree Kill is just uh, not really a factor. Um, Damian Williams and Sammy Watkins were uh, the heroes <laughs> for the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty heroic comeback in the second half for the Chiefs. Um, you know, that first Tom Brady interception Alex mentioned, I texted you guys immediately, and I was like, what in the world was that play call? And how did I just witness Tom Brady even think about throwing a pass like that into double coverage? I know it's Gronk, but he was double covered. Those guys knew he was coming. Um, credit to Bob Sutton in that moment. Uh, that was his lone good moment there. Uh, no longer with the cheap. <laughs> Wish him the best. <laughs> I always hate that formation. I always say it. Just was that the play with the Steelers and the Broncos where Big Ben got picked off right at the end too? Like, was it the same play? Uh, I mean, it was sort of the same play, but uh, okay. not, they, they had a receiver out there, so yeah, it was it Brown instead of yeah. yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, I, I just hate the goal line formation with no receivers, three tight ends, two two running backs. It just it never works. I mean, the, the why not just put some receivers out there, spread the defense out a little bit, and still run it or go play action. I I just and they run a one man route too. I just I didn't like it, but it, it was a bad throw by Brady. He should, I, if you're gonna throw yeah. that, you got to just throw it up high where it's either over Gronk's head or he can go up and make a play. Um, but anyway, let's move on, move on to the second half. There were a few, uh, questionable calls, uh, or controversial calls. I'll say, I, I wouldn't question them too much myself. Um, first one, um, the punt to Julian Edelman, uh, Julian Edelman goes to field a bouncing punt for some reason. I, yeah. I still don't understand why he did that. Um, and, appears to bounce right off him watching. I was like, Oh, that, what, what is he doing? It just bounced right off and picks it up. And he immediately starts arguing to the ref. I'm like, what are you arguing about? And then watching the <laughs> replay, I'm like, wow, did that actually not touch him? Uh, I and, think he is just the luckiest person. <laughs> like there's no way that went the way he wanted it to go. <laughs> right. I, that, that's my point. I, I think from the replay, it clearly did not touch him. I, thought it was 
pretty obvious when you look at all the different views. Um, yeah, I'd agree. Um, but yeah, he, he really has no right to complain if, if it got ruled against him because he just completely got lucky on that, that it didn't touch yeah. him. Julian Edelman made a pretty dumb play on that. Um, but I, I think the rest got it right and it didn't, didn't touch him. Um, but then it does, does, didn't really matter anyway, because right after that, Julian Edelman has passed go right off his hands and it is intercepted by the chiefs and they get the ball right back uh, pretty much where they would have anyway. Um, and that was uh, what allowed them to go down score. Uh, I think take the lead at that point. Yeah, um, it was kind of funny that that happened to Julian Edelman after just all the hoopla. <laughs> Everyone's just going nuts on Twitter like, oh, my God, oh, my God. It finally gets overturned. Chiefs fans are mad. Julian Edelman <laughs> drops the pass. Interception. It was a – that game was a wild sequence of events to watch. That's what a AFC championship game should be. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and then – Next Patriots drive, uh, I think it was next Patriots drive, um, there was a, a roughing the passer called on Tom Brady after a second and seven uh, that turned out to be incomplete. Um, Chris Jones went to swat down, try to swat down Brady's arm. His hand kind of came down right across Brady's face, but didn't really touch him too much. Yeah. Um, so uh, what what did you guys think of that call as uh, roughing the passer? I mean, I can understand it if you see it in real time and you think like his face got hit. But it just seemed a little ticky-tack. And to call that at a position that the game was in and the way that it was going, it just, I don't know. I would have I let that one go. <laughs> I think I'm with you, Ruth. Uh I think I've been brainwashed by all these Brady haters on Twitter and how mad they are. They get, you know, when <laughs> Brady gets these calls by the refs. I mean, they happen all over the league, but when they happen to Brady, these people just go nuts and say, oh my gosh, the, the refs just give him the game. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, I think, that, that... Uh, I think you're going to transition to Alex uh, when you talk about a man with the number 55 on the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <God. laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I agree. It definitely should not have been roughing the passer. Uh, but yeah, it, it does have it happens to miss call, and it's not like it was. It would have been third down after that, and the Patriots were converting third downs left and right. So I mean, it's I, I, yeah. I kind of expect the Patriots would have ended up moving marching down the field anyway. Um, however. Um, a couple drives later, on when the when the Patriots need to score uh, a touchdown, a waning minute minute of the game, um, Tom Brady throws a pass, just checks it down to Gronk a little high for him, goes off his hands, uh, and is picked off by the Chiefs. Looks like it's game over. Um, technically, not game over. Patriots still had all three timeouts, so they could have gotten the ball back. Um, but pretty much game over. Um, but D Ford lined up in the neutral zone on the play through a flag. Patriots keep the ball. Um, did you guys think this was a smart strategic play by D Ford or? Um... <laughs> so I was reading something um, and someone was saying 
the refs are supposed to tell you if you're lined up that way before the play. And I, I just didn't believe that. That doesn't sound right. With, yeah, that's you can check with the refs, uh, but they're not. I mean, they're not like required. To I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna come up to you and be like, "Hey, scoot back a little bit, yeah, Mister Ford." <laughs> yeah, usually like uh, players do it all the time. Like receivers and the linemen will both like kind of like point at the refs like with the thumbs up and the bell. The refs will say, "Yeah," and but it. Yeah, sometimes they. They're, they're not going to like run over to you and be like, "Hey, you're outside. <laughs> get back on." Yeah, uh, of course. I, I know it's a uh, kind of bad question to ask on a pod, demonstrating my <clears throat> lack of knowledge. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't think curious. most people know that. Um, <laughs> um, just wanted to clarify that one and ask the real experts. Um, but yeah, it's just a unfortunate mental mistake for D Ford who. Um, Per pro football focus had the most QB pressures of any uh, rusher this season. Um, edge rusher. So, I mean, wow. had a great season. Um, I'll try yeah, to verify that stat for you later. No, I, I think I think you're right on that. I think he it was second team all pro, I think. I'm not positive on that. Uh, yeah. D Ford. I'm pretty it, sure he was second team. He might live in infamy this offseason. But uh, I think Chiefs fans should really celebrate D Ford because he really like evolved this season and really oh, yeah, came into his own. Yeah, absolutely. They they got a really good pass rushing trio there with him, Chris Jones, and Justin Houston. Um, so I mean, they, they they have some pieces if they can just work out that secondary. Uh, that defense can definitely get a lot better. Uh, they just fired their defense coordinator, Bob Sutton. So hopefully uh, that helps them out as well. Uh, he might have been a little bit of a scapegoat there, but, uh, you know, it hey, I mean, when your defense is ranked 31st and after a drive like that to end the game, I think you're kind of toast. Yeah, uh, it, it's hard to blame them too much. Um, anyway, towards the end of the game, Patriots go down, score the uh, game or score the touchdown to take the lead. Still leaves enough time for Patrick Holmes to drive down the field uh, and kick a field goal to send, send it to overtime. He doesn't kick the field goal himself. Harrison Butker does that. Um, but kicker. Yep. Kickers had had nice games uh, this championship weekend. Four great kickers. Four of the best kickers in the league. You know, no Justin Tucker, but might be the next best four kickers. Yeah, there's no question about that. Uh, Will Lutz is a little bit of a stretch, but had a good season. Um, Will Lutz the leg, Butker, Goskowski, you're completely right. Yeah, for for the best head coaches, for the best kickers, I think you, you got to have a strong kicker. You can't make it to the AFC or make it to the championship game. It's my uh, overreaction of the day. Uh, <laughs> ah, I forgot <laughs> we're doing overreactions. Surprise! Surprise! Uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you still got plenty of time, Reed. Uh, right. Anyway, uh, then it goes to overtime. Patriots win the toss, toss, take the ball. They go down, score a touchdown. Patrick Holmes never sees the ball, uh, and the Patriots win the game and go back to the Super Bowl. Brady and Belichick go to their ninth Super Bowl together. Um. Also, one more controversial thing in this game. 
Apparently, there was a fan in the stands shining a laser pointer at Tom Brady uh, towards the end of the game, uh, trying to d- distract him. Apparently, didn't work very well. Um, <laughs> it just made him better. Yeah, they they really need to get better aim. I mean, like they you, you could blind him with that. I mean, come on. <laughs> think about it i mean how, how are they going to stop you from that um but yeah that i think they're looking into like actual like criminal like criminal charges on this or like actually i don't know if, I, don't know. I just don't know how this person got away with that in gillette stadium it, it was like how did it, it, it's in, it was an arrowhead reading you're right. <laughs> never mind. But I mean, never mind. I was going to make a point, but never mind. It doesn't make any sense anymore. Well, you know, Saints fans had that whistling douche, and yeah. Chiefs fans yeah. had the laser pointer douche, and both teams lost. Yeah, I just don't understand why whistling douche this late into the season became a problem in Fox's broadcast. They must have done a really good job censoring this guy. And I am going to call him Whistling Douche. I'm sorry to our fans who are very fair weather and don't like the language. That guy's a douche, all right? That guy's a douchebag, and he's ruining the game for everybody. Unless, yeah. you know. Like, how could they not, like how could the audio people not tune that out? Like, how could they not realize, oh, you can hear this on the broadcast. Maybe we should, like, do some editing so that you don't hear it. And, you, you know. It, they want to demonstrate how loud it was in the Superdome. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to demonstrate it, and it, it's very impressive. Go to the Guinness Book of World Records and do it for them. Don't do it during this football game. I think every play is a pre-snap penalty. You whistling douche. Sorry, went on my rant there. That's not my overreaction. I think some people can agree with me. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of annoying. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, back in the game in Mexico a couple of years ago. Uh, Brock, somebody was doing it to Brock Osweiler, shining a laser pointer in there inside. I was about to say it sounded familiar. I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, nobody really cared because Brock Osweiler. It's like, <laughs> why, why are you bothering to point? Let let him see. <laughs> yeah, you're actually helping him by throwing blind passes. Yeah, I mean, then you get those crazy tipped passes like the Dolphins had in this year, and Brock Osweiler looks good. Just let him see how he usually sees, which is. <laughs> with blinders on you know yeah i think this one was a bigger deal because it was like, i mean that was that game was like kind of an outlier it was in mexico city it's like uh, these these fans don't normally watch nfl games so so now hey, bud. They, hey, so, up they, they all right uh pep just uh answered a phone call apparently on the <laughs> in the middle of the podcast <laughs> um, but uh that's okay um all right why, why don't we uh move on i think I wanted to talk about from the games um, always when we have these high profile games and controversial things that happen, um, sometimes uh, the league will get together uh, and it'll cause some rule changes in the NFL. So uh, I thought we should talk about it if we think um, that some of these rule changes should happen. The first one uh, people are talking about um, is because the PI call in the Ram Saints people are talking about should pass interference or all penalties be reviewable all plays some people are saying um what is your take on this reeb um i mean i like being able to hold refs accountable um 
But I also understand that if you are reviewing every single penalty, it is going to make the games just insanely long. So I feel like if you put it in for like the last two minutes of each half, maybe. Would you, would you make the other, the, like, other penalties challengeable still? I still only get two challenges, but then. Uh, I mean, I'd say just leave challenges the same and then just in under two minute situations, penalties can be changed. Penalties will be reviewed by a booth upstairs to hopefully keep the flow going. And it's only going to come into effect when it's, you know, a make or break scenario, like what happened this past week. But what, would you only review penalties when they're actually called or would you review non-penalties to see if there was a penalty? Then you'd be reviewing every play. I mean, this was a non-penalty. Yeah, I'd say only review it if it's called. I mean, they already... Non- In the Saints like, game, it wasn't, nothing was called, so they wouldn't review it. Well, uh, <laughs> damn, you're putting me into a corner, Alex. It's a tough, it's a tough debate. Um, sorry to our listeners out there. Uh, I was picking up a call from <laughs> Screw. Um, I sent him a very long text about how he is under review uh, and um, possibly <laughs> considering to be fired, kind of like Bob Sutton. Um, but he didn't make the podcast, so I was taking that call. Usually, I'm good at muting myself. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> listen to this. It's so tricky on like how to deal with this, how to challenge a no call. And even if um, it was called and you started challenging pass interference penalties, then people would be like, well, why not challenge every single penalty? And then, like you guys said, it's just going to stop the flow of the game. Games are going to get so much longer. How do you deal with something like this? Um, And my suggestion is if you challenge a no call like that, I don't know how – you know, you guys might have some ideas, but if you challenge a no call like that, if you lose the challenge, you lose both of your challenges. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I, Would you be able to do that at any point in the game? Then, are you if saying, you only or? have one challenge left, could you not challenge it? You have to have both <laughs> challenges to challenge it. Hmm. Could you give like a time penalty? That's why I wanted to do the pod because I'm just – all these questions keep popping up on how to deal with this. And I don't think anybody's come up with a, <laughs> the right answer yet. This, this you lose one point and everybody <laughs> freaks out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, think, uh, I think they just need to have it so the reviews are – I thought – I mean, they're, they're getting a little better with how they review it. But, I mean, I thought with, you know, with all the plays being reviewed at, with, by New York, it seems like they should be able to review it without – using up any time like the people in new york just review it while they're while they're continuing the game and then just say hey the, change this i mean like we're watching it like we we could say right away after like one replay be like hey this should, this should be past interference <laughs> and then they then it's also the ref staring directly at it should have been able to realize it was passing. Yeah, they shouldn't have to walk all the way over to the freaking replay booth, go in there, be like, oh, let's watch a bunch of different replays just to make sure that New York should just be able to see it, be called down, be like, hey, you gotta change this. They change it, and then that that's it. But I, I, I definitely don't think all penalties should be reviewable. I think you can think you can add pass interference because pass interference can be a huge factor but like you know, if you want to get in the holding calls i mean that's just going to be ridiculous like 
Especially if, you, especially if you can challenge non-calls, be like, hey, that guy over there was holding and that nobody noticed. I mean, I feel like you could do that on like any play and that's, that's going to be tough. Yeah. It's just going to make it miserable for everything. And as I'm talking to you guys, I'm just spitballing at this point and this is going to sound really stupid or you guys could agree. Maybe you just give them like one penalty challenge for the whole game. Just give them one like nuclear challenge to challenge a no call, uh, whatever it may be, which would suck. And then if you lose that challenge, you lose all your other challenges. Hmm. Um, that still doesn't fix anything. I just, I'm just spitballing. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm okay. I like, uh, I don't think it's that big a deal either way. I'm fine with them leaving it not reviewable, honestly. But if they want to, you know, add, add, make it reviewable, I'm, I'm not too offended. I mean, t- honestly, yeah. in this game, like. Yeah, that was an egregious non-call, but like Saints still had a chance to win the game. Like, I'm not upset. I I, I agree. You know, in any game, there's going to be missed calls. Um, you just got to deal with it and try to win anyway. So, I mean, luck is a factor in NFL games. Like that happens, and whether it's a missed call or just how the ball bounces, I don't think it really matters. Like that's just a part of part of sports. It's part of life. Got to deal with it. Try to win anyway. I couldn't agree with the you thing. more, Alex. I, I think uh, you just got to stick with it. And Browns fans know whether it's a call or a no call. No calls happen all the time. It sucks. Um, the infamous bottle gate was the result of a <laughs> bad call, you know. So. <laughs> that fumble against the Redskins that Duke Johnson immediately picked up. <laughs> yeah, the Redskins got yeah. the ball. <laughs> I, I think the. One thing, I mean, people always like talking about like the Patriots and how they're lucky with some of the calls that they get. But I mean, to me, it ends up like people remember these calls because when the Patriots have a call go against them, they usually end up overcoming it and winning anyway. So people don't remember that when when it happens to them and that they end up winning anyway, like nobody cares. But whenever they have a lucky call that goes for them, then they end up taking advantage and winning the game. And then people, you know, will say, Oh, well, it's only because you got that lucky break. I mean, that's, that's what you got to do as a team. When you get lucky breaks, you got to capitalize when you lucky breaks go against you. You got to keep trying to win anyway. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think that's what makes teams great, but it's also uh, yeah. I mean, you can't say you can't say luck got them to nine Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, um, some Brady haters might argue otherwise. Yeah, I, I, people I, people love to argue otherwise, but uh, that that's just my <laughs> take. That I, I don't think I don't think the Patriots are particularly lucky. To be honest, I think they just have some moments that people remember. I mean, they've had some bad luck in Super Bowls too that have cost them games, and people do remember. Um, but I think most of the time they're able to to take advantage of when uh, when when they get a lucky break. All right. Um, the other rule change uh, I want to talk about um, in the Patriots Chiefs game: Patriots get the ball first, go down, score. Patrick Mahomes never sees the ball. Uh, some people think this is an issue because the Patriots. Uh, I mean, they want. You know, great quarterback sets the ball. They think each team should get a possession. Uh, that's what caused the rule change in the first place. Would a field goal won't win it um, anymore? But uh, what do you guys think 
do you guys think uh, the overtime rule should be changed so that each team gets a possession always? Reeb, you want to take this one? Yeah, I mean, I I told you guys before, I don't really have an issue with the overtime rules. Um, I do personally like college football rules better. Um, it seems more exciting. It seems more kind of offensive focus, more like a shootout. It's almost an immediate red zone opportunity. Um, and I think that could work well in the NFL. Maybe just start them 10 yards further back. Um, and then also college, I believe it's after the third overtime. If you score, you have to go for two. You can't just do a normal extra point. Right. And I, I think that would translate well into the NFL. I don't know if – I don't think it would just end up being score, 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 score. I mean, I'd like to think the defenses would uh-huh. step up. But, yeah, that's my take on it. But I don't have an issue with the current rules. I can't say um, like I fully disagree with – folks that like the college rules more. Um, and that just might be me just not being a college football man, fan that much myself. I, I, I just like the current overtime rules. I think NFL fans forget there was a time in this league when the first team to just get a field goal wins. And like if you get the coin toss and your team drives maybe 40, 50 yards, right, and kick a field goal, the game's over and they win. And like, I imagine so many NFL players felt gypped when they changed the rules too. If you kick a field goal, you get a chance to get the ball back. And it's kind of impressive to take a, take a ball in overtime, drive 75 yards and score a touchdown. That's exactly what Brady and the Patriots did. And I like the current rules. I I think the outcry is coming uh, mostly because it's the Patriots and a highly highly uh, watched game um i i mean you've seen more games end in ties than usual um and people the worst argument i've seen about this is people are like oh well you should just you should play until the end of overtime whoever the score is no the reason that overtime is the way it is is because people are talking about player safety you know, you don't want the players to just keep playing and battling and injuries will happen if you just play that full overtime period. Um, I don't know. I have a lot to say about it, but I guess my take on it is I like the current rules. And I remember the time when you could just kick a field goal and win and the team wouldn't get the ball back. That's when you kind of felt gypped. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that made it too easy to for the opening team to score, but since the rules have been changed, uh, the team that gets the ball first wins exactly 50% of the time. So uh, I don't think it's really skewed one way or the other. Um, the only argument against it would be, I guess, when you're a team like the Chiefs, you're kind of that your fate is kind of determined in that coin toss because you're so offensively focused um, and your defense is bad. And you know, it felt like whichever team won the coin toss was going to win this game, but I me that's kind of a, I'm I'm with you Pep. I like the current rules because I think that's kind of you should be penalized if you don't build your defense and your defense isn't good. Like that's I, I don't think you should just be able to lean on your offense. You that that's one of the risks you take when you build a team like the Chiefs and you're count on your offense to 
do so much, then this that's what happens. Like it's, uh, I, I understand you feel bad for Patrick Mahomes. He didn't get a chance in overtime, but I, I don't know. I think it's a team game, and the defense has to step up if the Chiefs want to advance. Yeah, and I have to ask you this. I was looking for stats on this, and I apologize, but I cannot remember how many games this year that went into overtime ended with a walk-off touchdown on the first drive. It doesn't happen that often. It happened for yeah, the Patriots in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. That's the one that is obviously most clearly in my mind, but it does not happen that often. Right. It, it definitely doesn't. Um, I, I, I don't have that stat off the top of my head either. Um, but I, 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 the Patriots do, uh, I mean, for both that, the, that Super Bowl and this game, uh, I mean, the reason the Patriots were able to drive down the opening possession is because the defenses were just gassed after that that long but i think that's part of why i mean that's a good strategy by the patriots because they were on the field for so many plays i mean that's just playing good football that they were able to sustain that offense and tire out the defense and that's why they won in overtime completely agree all right well i think we uh exhausted talking about those two games uh got <laughs> I, I was worried, you know, only got two games to talk about this week, but uh, seemed to get, get quite a bit out of him. Fortunately, thanks <laughs> to all the controversial calls, gave us plenty of talk to talk about. Um, thanks, refs. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no screwballs today, but I prepared a little chopping block of my own. So welcome to the chopping block with uh, Ox. Um, <laughs> that so, doesn't sound uh, right. Yeah, that <laughs> doesn't doesn't really roll off the tongue as well. But you know, I'm taking over this week. Um, anyway, why don't we start with you, Pep? Um, in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady and Jared Goff are going to square off in uh, a new fangled battle of the Patriots Rams. Um, after Tom Brady started his first Super Bowl against the Rams. He now may start his last Super Bowl against Rams, but maybe not. Maybe he'll be right back here next year. Who knows? Um, but uh, all right, who? Uh, true or false? Uh, uh, Tom Brady has more touchdowns, yards, and wins in the playoffs in his career than Jared Goff does overall. Touchdowns, wins, and, and yards. What? Yards and passing yards. Oh my gosh! I hope this is false. It is true. <laughs> he has played thirty-nine playoff games. Uh, Jared Goff. <laughs> my God, it's disgusting. Yep. So uh, seventy-three touchdowns, ten over ten thousand yards, uh, has won twenty-nine games. Jared Goff has won twenty-six games overall, playoff and regular season. So, uh, yeah, quite a. Quite a few games there uh, for Tom Brady in the playoffs. All right, why don't we go to you, Reeb? All right, so Tom Brady has lost to six different quarterbacks in the playoffs. Name those six quarterbacks. Oh, God. Peyton Manning. Yeah, correct. Uh, Joe Flacco. Correct. <sighs> Nick Foles. Correct. Eli Manning. Yep. 
Goodness. Uh, ben Roethlisberger? Incorrect. Sorry, Reeb. Uh, the, the other can two I, were... Keep on? Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, go ahead, Pep. I'm going to guess Rich Gannon. Uh, no, that is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> Um, the other two are Mark Sanchez and Jake oh, Wow. That I think I name. could have gotten Sanchez, but I would not have guessed Plummer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Plummer, 2005, beat Tom Brady. All right. Pep, who has more wins as the Rams head coach? Sean McVay or Jeff Fisher? Sean McVay. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Jeff Fisher has 31 to John McVay's 26. Oh. So I what are the, the seasons? Uh, yeah. Wow. How many seasons with Jeff Fisher there? Five to two with McVay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you won like seven games every year. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's consistent production right there. If you asked me 14 more questions and I got seven of them right and seven of them wrong. <laughs> I'd be seven and nine in this uh, chopping block. Unfortunately, I don't have that many more questions. Um, (laughs) All right, Reed. Um, There are eight quarterbacks who have started more playoff games than Tom Brady has started Super Bowls. Name those eight quarterbacks, eight active quarterbacks. Eight active quarterbacks. Right. So this is playoff starts. Yes, have more playoff starts than th- Tom Brady is. Will be starting his ninth Super Bowl, so I'm yeah. looking for the quarterbacks who have started ten or more playoff games. All right, uh, Big Ben. Yep. Um, Drew Brees. Yep. Uh, Eli Manning. Yep. Um, Philip Rivers. Yep. Who's an old quarterback? Who are old quarterbacks? Um, There's an NFC one. NFC one. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I've forgotten who I've guessed, to be honest. Breeze, Big Ben, Eli, Philip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers. Three left. Oh gosh! Can I get one hint? Okay. Um, he has played against two of them in the Super Bowl. Hmm. Two of them in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady has. Uh, yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson. Yep. And I think I played oh, in so many Super Bowls that this actually has. <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan. Yep. There's one left. Is it anybody that like I could possibly get? Yes. I mean, it's guys who started a lot of playoff games. I will. Uh, I'll give you one more hint. He's not currently a starter. Oh, started. Okay. Uh, Mark Sanchez? No, it's Joe Flacco. Oh, damn. How did I not get Joe Flacco? Got 
Seven of the eight, Reem. Good, Joe good Flacco, try. No points him, for that. He took them to like <laughs> eight straight playoff games. That's yeah, true. I forgot about. I forgot about playoff Joe. He's played more played more pay, playoff games than Eli Manning. He's only one less than Aaron Rodgers. More than Philip Rivers. More than Matt Ryan. More than Russell Wilson. So maybe he is elite. Yep. <laughs> as many as Drew Brees tied with Drew Brees. Um. All right. Pep. Um, this past weekend, two, both championship games went into overtime. What is the last championship game before that to go into overtime? Um, gosh, would it be Packers Seahawks twenty fifteen? That is correct. The Brandon Bosket game. <laughs> so Pep is now up one to zero. <laughs> We're doing great. <laughs> I just want some partial credit. <laughs> yeah, man, you got you got a lot of those that I the Eli Manning guess, I would not have guessed that. I would have forgotten about him in a second. <laughs> all right, fine. Reed, this time I won't give you a long list of people. Uh, all right. For this one, how many rushing yards does Tom Brady have in the playoffs? Oh God. You have to get it exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's not even multiple choice. Nope. Or like a range. All right, it's between a hundred and two hundred. Uh, one hundred and thirty-two. No, that was pretty close. One thirty-eight. <laughs> this is like a what are the odds game? <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? I guess Tom Brady's rushing yards in the playoffs, right? <laughs> one hundred thirty-eight. Yeah, I just, I just, I just wanted to make reaps. Uh, <laughs> impossible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Pat. Uh, over the past two seasons, uh, uh, Tom Brady ranks third in touchdown passing touchdowns. Um, Jared Goff is tied for fourth. Uh, Brady has sixty-one. Jared Goff has sixty. Um, who wh- who are the two quarterbacks that rank ahead of them? I will. Give, I will also tell you. Jared Goff is tied with Philip Rivers for fourth. Uh, at sixty, <laughs> who are the two? Who are the two quarterbacks that rank ahead of Brady and Goff uh, over the past the two seasons? Yes, and I, I will just tell you: make sure to think about you know who's played both of the past two seasons. Yeah, well, one of those is Dak. Uh, that is incorrect. Oh no! All right, I thought it was Dak, so I'm gonna have to think really hard over these past two seasons. <clears throat> Wait, so you're, you said touchdowns accounted for, so like rushing yeah, and yeah, passing? Just passing touchdowns. Oh, okay. Um, I like that little Philip Rivers shout-out, by the way, Alex. Yeah. Um, well, certainly can't be A.A. Ron Rodgers. Um, no, he did not play most of last season and didn't really yeah. have them. <laughs> right. Can I, can I guess after Pearson? Sure. All right, I'm going to try Russell Wilson. Correct. He hit first with 69. Blew everybody else out in the water. And how about Deshaun Watson? Incorrect. Missed most of last season. Reba, you want to guess? I was going to say Breeze or Matt Ryan. Uh, both, I'll say Breeze. Both incorrect. The, the Damn correct it. answer is Big Ben Roethlisberger. Why didn't I guess that? <laughs> oh, man. I'm an idiot, guys. I'm sorry. 
I feel like I always forget like how many touchdowns Big Ben threw. <laughs> throws. I just try to forget about the Steelers sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question for you, Reed. This is to tie. All right. The Rams <laughs> have three people on their roster who have Super Bowl rings. Who are those three players? Oh, wow. They are all people who you probably know. Okay. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Nope. Oh, wait. No, he, he's, that was when they lost. Damn it. Um, I'll give you a hmm. moment in there. Pearson one. Uh, CJ Anderson. Correct. Uh, <laughs> he could be a Super Bowl hero again. That's true. Um, to leave. Correct. Nice. And oh gosh, is it offense or defense? Uh, it is defense. And he won, okay. won quite a while ago. Well, that does not help me. He also caught a pass last week. Caught a pass last week. Pep, do you know? No. I, yeah, I, I give up. No, I don't. Sam Shields. Oh. No. Dude, <laughs> I fun. totally... I forgot he was a Ram. Oh, <laughs> caught the fake punt last week. Uh, but yeah, that's those are three players with Super Bowl rings on the Rams, and that will conclude our chopping block with me, uh, Alex. Uh, zero right. points. All right. <laughs> nope. That one to zero. Wow, that is the most exciting chopping block. Hey, good defensive struggle there. I like yeah, it. Yeah, good defensive struggle. Couple good no calls. <laughs> Let the boys play. Play for the cue. All right. Why don't why don't we end it off here with our overreactions? Um, why don't we start with you, Reed? <laughs> Thanks, Alex. That's been the no best problem. joke this whole year. This podcast. <laughs> it's never gonna stop. <laughs> Uh, my overreaction is that something is wrong with Todd Gurley that Sean McVay is not telling us because I don't really understand why he didn't have a bigger role. In... Five full touches, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, CJ Anderson has been killing it, but it's Todd Gurley. We all saw what he did this whole year. I'm like, is he still injured? That's what I that's what I gotta think it is. He's still injured or something, which could be a big story leading up to the Super Bowl. I mean, again, Anderson has been filling in great, but to have an all pro like Gurley would definitely be a step up. So yeah. All right. Good overreaction. Pep. All right, Alex, I'm going to make post-production kind of tough with you uh, for this overreaction. I apologize to our fans out there. But I just want to say I really don't give a about the no call. I know we just talked about it for like 25 minutes in depth. I don't give a okay? No calls happen, okay? And I'll give credit to Cowboys fans. They dealt with the Des Cotted thing with class. Reeves dealt with bullshit refs with class. 
you're a classy guy you're a classy guy that's why you're part of the football joke staff um it's the refs who don't have class sometimes you know with the calls uh me and alex have even had to deal with calls we've never we've never sued somebody over a call in a game all right first of all saints fans really taking this poorly okay but also i just don't give a because this is the Super Bowl I've wanted for so long. I was telling Alex, you know, when I started following football, I started following the year Brady went to his first Super Bowl against the Rams, and I loved the Rams so much in the greatest show on turf. Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Marshall Falk, Oz Hakeem, Ricky Prohl, you name it, they had it. And Brady just came and crushed that for me. So in this Super Bowl... The 2018 LA Rams have a chance to avenge Kurt Warner in the greatest show on turf against Tom Brady in hopefully his last Super Bowl. Um, everybody's kind of sick of it at this point. It's like his last one. But I'm just, I'm really excited for this Super Bowl. And Saints fans, stop suing people over a call. Not even Cowboys fans did that. You know who Cowboys fans are? Sure. All right, you guys are going to get a rule change in the offseason, just like Cowboys fans did with the catch call. Something's going to change for you guys. But just let this Super Bowl happen. Let it happen. And that is my overreaction. Okay, well, we will let the Super Bowl happen. It, it may go on, everybody. All right, my overreaction is uh, actually not does not have to do with the uh, championship game. Instead, it has to do with the Pro Bowl, which is coming up this Sunday. Um, Mitch Trubisky is getting in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, after Jared Goff is going to be busy with the whole Super Bowl thing, <laughs> I, I would not take Mitch Trubisky in my top sixteen quarterbacks in the NFC. <laughs> I mean, I, put in put in Kirk Cousins, put in put in Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you want, he he played well early in the season. I'll take Jameis Winston too. Uh, put in. Uh, put in Nick Mullins. He he played pretty well. The, the stretch, uh, okay, that's a no reaction. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, other than Josh Rosen, like I'm, I'm putting everybody over him. <laughs> you know, I'll take I'll take Carson Wentz and Nick Foles over him. Wow, and it, Nick that, Mullins. <laughs> that's that, that's that's my overreaction. Um, <laughs> uh, we were talking so, uh, about the rule change. I'm sorry to cut you off, Alex. Could no I just problem. like recite this one tweet before we wrap things up? Sure. Um, Kirk Cousins on the overtime rules, he tweeted, I kind of understand the regular season overtime format, but in a conference <laughs> championship game, shouldn't both teams get a possession even if one team scores a TD? He stated it very nicely, and the top response to his tweet was, no, you wouldn't be able to score one anyway. Um, yeah, it's messed up, dude. It, it was a like <laughs> everyone was like, that was the coldest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that was just oh, oh, off season's been rough for Kirk, but great overreactions, yeah, well, guys. I, I think he'll survive with his uh fortune of money there, so yeah, fully guaranteed. <laughs> He's gonna be doing fine, yeah, throw it in the stock market. He'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right.
why, why don't we get out of here? We, we ran quite long for uh, just talking about two games. But uh, anyway, for Reeb, the unpaid intern, Pep, the Chep, I'm your host, uh, Ox, and we will see you next time.